This is CliffCentral.com. Good morning, beautiful world. The time is 9.06. My name is Rosie Mothena, a.k.a. the Afro-Yiddish Princess. Nice to be back on the airwaves again. Um, today we're going to be talking about women who speak out about issues on abuse, on sexual harassment uh, at the workplace. Uh, also want to tackle the subject of when we do speak out, why do people want to shut us down? Um, the name, sh- the name shaming and the call, the, 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 the horrible names that, the, that people are called when we're talking about certain issues. We'll be speaking to uh, the acting director of Power later on to talk about why it's important that that, that women need to speak out, um, how the law is on our side, if we know what our rights are, and of course other things of what, what power do. And of course power is people opposing women abuse. It's a non-governmental organization that aids women um, who come from an abuse situation, helps them with corporate operations and so forth. But I'll let Sakina talk, talk to us about that. Then of course we're also going to be looking at um, the Bob Hewitt situation, which, which has been going on and has been in the news for the last couple of weeks. And and Bill Cosby, you know, when 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 the first when the first um, article came out, people were very very quick to shut down the girls. But now the fact that he's actually admitted to buying the drugs, um, it's interesting of what people are saying. And then yesterday I was also looking online and I, I, I saw a story about a young lady called Sanette Delanga from Cape Town about she was brutally assaulted in Cape Town and. The horrific name shaming that happened on, on her brother's Facebook page and so forth. Um, and hopefully later on, on, when we talk about sexual harassment at the workplace, we'll have a representative from the CCMA. But if not, then we will discuss these issues. Um, give me a call if you, if you want to talk about these, if you, if you have any, any experience in it, if you want to give advice, if you hate the show, or if you just want to say hi. Uh, the number is 0861-555-189. On Twitter, it's at cliffcentral.com or my Twitter handle, which is princessrtm. Of course, we're on Facebook. We're on WeChat, Cliff Central. Uh, pop me a line, drop me something. Let's, let's, let's have a conversation about this. But first. This is cliffcentral.com. He's just a girl and she's on fire. Alicia Keys, this girl is on fire. Welcome back to the show. My name is Rosie Mutena, aka the Afro Yiddish Princess. Today we're talking about women who speak up, whether it's coming out of a, a, an abusive relationship, being beaten up somewhere else, uh, sexual harassment at the workplace. You know, um, the last couple of weeks, there's been a, there's been a lot of press around the Bill Cosby incident. And, you know, people, a lot of people are saying, well, it's, you know, they should have spoken out many, many years ago. Why is it only coming out now? And there's been a lot of hate mail towards the, the, the ladies who have spoken out. Um, same goes for the whole Bob Hewitt case, which happened, what, over 30 years ago. And I think people need to understand that, you know, when these incidents happened in the 70s and the 80s, we didn't have our rights. People didn't speak about it. It was still seen as taboo, although now, today, it's still seen as taboo. And then yesterday, I, I was reading through Facebook, and I found a very interesting article um, about a young girl by the name of Sanette Delanga. And I'm just going to read it from, from the IOL um, uh, website. She was brutally beaten in the early hours of Friday morning after celebrating her homecoming from Thailand with friends at a club in Claremont. The footage shows Sanette outside Tiger Tiger looking for a lift. 
Jack Bryce, the Bryce private investigator tasked by a family to probe the case, believes that, it, that, it, that, that she became the target of these four men seen in the security footage captured, captured on the entrance. Now, the reason why I'm talking about this is that if you go into the Facebook page of her brother on that and on Twitter, there's been a lot, a lot of name calling and saying, well, she was drunk. She probably deserved it. All of these things. And, you know, when are we going to, when are we going to stop this conversation? When are we going to stop blaming the survivors? When are we going to stop blaming the people that are actually being hurt? You know, and, and with, with, with the private investigator, I mean, some of the things that people were saying, well, she shouldn't have been drinking in a club. She's of the right age. She's allowed to go out. She's allowed to drink alcohol. But the irony of it is that her blood alcohol level was way below normal. So he said she probably had a beer the whole night, if that. But even if somebody is drunk, does she still deserve to be beaten up or deserve to be raped or hurt? On the line, I have our acting uh, director, Ms. Sakina Mohammed. Sakina, how are you today? I'm good, thank you, Rosie. How are you? Very good, thank you. Um, as in terms of what power do, uh, we've seen a huge surge, and 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 yes, we've, there's there's been a lot of positive outlook and positive things that have come around stopping violence against women um, within our country. But in your opinion, why why do you think? First of all, why do you think people aren't speaking out enough? You know, Rosie, if, if you think about it, mm. the moment you speak out, um, we, we, uh, the moment you speak out, the backlash on that is on you. Mm. Um, you, you know, like right now, uh, we have um, two clients. Um, the one client, her partner, said uh, this six times Oi. and actually has ruptured the eye. So she's going to have an eye surgery. But what the, what the potential or the future mother-in-law said to her is, you know what, you do need to marry this guy because now nobody's going to marry you. you. You, You've lost your eye. And I mean, look at that kind of insensitivity mm. and that kind of process that says, okay, you're a woman, so you need to just fresh up and just deal with this. Yeah. Instead of saying, you know what, I am going to support you. We, we're going to have him arrested. Um, you know, we will find you a different place to live in. She had to leave the place that she um, lived in and grew up in because he was hounding her. Yeah. And she did not have the family support, including her own family. So she had to then relocate to a different place or different um, area. Yeah. But th- these are the kind of things where women also don't support women. Yeah. So, you know, given that we live in a patriarchal society, women also themselves have become patriarchs. And, and you know, the fact that especially, as you know, within, um, in, was within African culture, all across the, the, the color line, the people say, you know what, he's going to get better. Yeah. Um, you know what, uh, just stay with this this will will, 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 will will change. Oh, he will change. He will not do this later. There's always that other thing. Well, you know, well, maybe you shouldn't speak up so much. Why, why, do, you, why do you irritate him? How do we change that culture of thinking without being disrespectful? You know, and I had this argument with, with an elderly gentleman many, many years ago. I would say it was an argument because I was trying to be respectful. But he turned around and he said to me, he goes, no, well, it's, it's not the African way. And I, and I turned around and I said, well, the African way, nowhere does it say are we supposed to be hurting our, our mothers and our aunts and our, bro- and our sisters and so forth. Exactly, exactly. 
is you know what people hide behind culture when it suits them. There's no way in the African way where it says you have to beat up your, your partner. Yeah, There's yeah. no way where it says that. I just think that he's just totally lost it. And you know what? I mean, as much as we get annoyed with, with, with our president, but he said one good thing the other day. He said, you know what? South Africa has not healed from the apartheid era. Mm. This is a violent process. Uh, 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 um, Rosie, yeah. it was so violent where it actually ripped families apart. Yeah. So now we're looking to build families. How do you build families when you've not lived with this family? That's absolutely when you, exactly when you yourself don't know how to be in a family. Yeah. Uh, Ma- on, on, on another line when we were talking about the same thing, and she said we need. To really get men to first of all look into themselves, but secondly to heal. And I think that's where we need to go to, is all of us need to have to yeah. heal across the color line. Because then when the, the country has healed, then the kind of abuse and all of the ills that we see will then be reduced because you would know as a person, I cannot hurt this person. You start off by saying you love this person. Yeah. You're going to protect this person. Is the protection to then kill this person, to rape this person? The workplace has become a violent state. Yeah. Where people do things that are really untoward towards each other because they want to get you out of your job. And then they get you out of your job and then what? Yeah, yeah. It's all about the control at the end of the day. And, and you know, you, you raised a, a, an important topic is, is that, and this has often come up with the talks that I've given and people say, well, you know, you know, woman abuse is a poverty thing. It, it only happens in black households or non-white households. You know, what's, what's your take on that? I mean, we both know that it's not true, but, but I mean, what, what would you say to, to, to the listeners out there who still believe in that notion? That is such rubbish. I mean, right now, just a few weeks ago mm. in, 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 in the Eastern Cape where this guy killed his wife. Mm. Mm. It Absolutely. was in a, in a good suburb, you know? It was in a good suburb. Yeah, there's also another case that we have right now in, in the Bloomington where where the sister has written to us to say we need to take up the case her, her brother-in-law killed his wife wow. in front of his children. What do you think of those children in their psyche? How yeah. are they going to grow up? Yeah. And these are boy children. How you see, you see, that's, that's also another problem is that a lot of people and you speak to women saying, well, I wanted to stick around because I waited for the children to get older. But you're doing more damage psychologically and emotionally to that child who's either seeing mommy being beaten up or daddy being beaten up on a regular basis and, and taking that forward and thinking, well, that is how you, you proceed through life. If, if you, if you don't do things my way, I will punch you in the face. Exactly. But also, Rosie, more importantly, is that also when people leave the relationship, mm. then the men woo the women to come and, and the, under the pretext of, I'm going to let's talk about the children. Yeah. Right now, we have a case in the shelter where this woman had left the relationship, was in the shelter, was trying to get a job and all of that. He called us to say, listen, we need to talk about the child and this, that, and the other. He then burnt her with effort. Oh, my gosh. She left Rosie. She left. Yeah, and, and, and you see, and but also I think people don't also realize that, you know, whether it's rape or being beaten up or being smashed in the face or even just being insulted – 
that still has quite a damaging effect on your psyche and your life for a very, very long time to come. You know, and talking about it and therapy gets you through it, but you still, you still remember that thought. You still remember how that person made you feel, whether it was, whether you were put into hospital, whether you were insulted. You know, and, and I think. Rosie, mm. and, and Rosie, at, at the back of that is this is the person that said, I love you. Yeah. I will talk to you. I will protect you. Yeah. You know? And, and, and protection doesn't only come physically in terms of just being there for that person when they're going through a bad time, when they, this is what they say, this is what love is supposed to be. Yeah. It's not supposed to hurt. And so can you imagine how you think all the time? Because as, as, as women, we blame ourselves. You're like, how did I not see all those signs? Yeah. yeah. How did, and it's that that lives with you for a long time. Yeah. It's how did I not see this? You know what the thing is, what, with also is that as women, we need to believe in our power and we need to believe in our intuition. Because often, you know, and, 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 it's, and, it's, and it's our own fault and it's society and how we've been brought up. It's like, oh, well, no, you're overreacting. You please, no, he's actually a very nice guy. Please, I don't see that happening. Or I walk, you walk into a room, you think, I'm not feeling great. No, 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 you know, you're such a drama queen. Meantime, you're feeling that energy and you should play off that and believe in that energy. But you see exactly that, Rosie, because the the outside forces don't allow mm. you to have that power to be able to live with that in, in, in um, your 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 instinct. Yeah. You're able to say, but this is what I'm feeling, and that you get support. As you say, people will think you're really such a drama queen. Why do you do this? What's wrong with you? Yeah. Instead of saying. We hear you, and these would be women and your own friends that would say, Oh my God, really now? Really? Yeah. Instead of saying, We hear you, we know that, and we, how do we nurture that? What are the things? Because we need to start being supportive and serving each other. That's 100%. But now, because of what power does, and we know that there, there's so many different instances, and it's happened with, with people that I know that when they do have, they, 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 they find they don't get the support from their family and so forth. But then they go into a police station, and then the policewoman or policeman behind the desk is like, well, are you sure it really happened? Or um, is he not your boyfriend? Are you not going to make up afterwards? Or another case which which happened with, with a very good friend of mine was, well, uh, what were you doing hanging with Nigerian men? You deserve to be raped. You know what? Do, what? Yeah. What? What? What does the, the 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 individual, the citizen, on the street? What rights do they have if that does happen? Because we know it's happening. No, Rosie. They then need to then go call for the station commander. Yeah. We know that that is happening. I mean, one of the people we all know between you and I, she went to court and had her her partner arrested and took out a protection order. And the judge said to her, "What are you doing with?" somebody from outside. You know these people from outside are patriots and you women are feminists here in South Africa. Wow. So what were you doing with him? Wow. You know? First of all, is that his business? Secondly, he's supposed to assist her yeah. in terms of law. Well, in our constitution that we're supposed exactly. to be protected. Exactly. Rosie, you know, right now, power was vital uh, foundation. is going to be running a five-day work Mm. Four prosecutors, four policemen, Good. four judges. Good. So hopefully after that, because these would be the people who would train other uh, judges and police. Because we find that if the police themselves train each other, mm. they listen to each other. Remember we read a training for police um, 
way back then uh, with the network on violence against women. It was successful. But when new people, when new administrations come in, those kind of things fall away. Then there was a process that uh, the police, that we were doing training for the police in Hammondscraft. Yeah. When you get a new person, those kind of things fall away because people don't think that that is important. Yeah. And then like, what happens in instances and everyone just passes the buck? Oh, well, I was new. I didn't know. You know, and, yes. and I mean, last year when we had that, that horrific incident where the woman was, was, was unfortunately raped in her apartment and she called the police and they sent six policemen, to, male policemen, and they found the perpetrator, but they let her go and told her she was drunk and needed to sleep it off. And the next exactly. morning when we went into the police station and we were talking about this and reopening the case and I was calling the station commanders in and so forth, on the wall, it's written there what the protocol is. And I'm like, if you don't know what the protocol is, just look in front of you. You know what I mean? And, and when, I mean, when are we going to get to the point where these excuses aren't enough? Who do we hold accountable? You know, with the, with the, with a similar case where it took us eight months to have the case reopened because the police deliberately bungled the case up. You know yes. what I mean? And yes. not, not every yes. survivor has that or has our support. You know yes. how? And exactly. And also has, has to walk because it's, it's a long, ugly, journey to walk. Mm. So you know what, Rosie, I think the more people, um, and, and really it's, it's sad that we have to get to this, mm. where we actually charge the uh, police, the Minister of Police, and, and if you see more of those kind of cases, yeah. things will begin to change, because then there will be systems, there are systems put in place, it's just that people are not following you. Yeah. So people then will be forced to follow that. Yeah, yeah, and get back into that. So exactly. Because, you know what, Rosie, it starts from at the police station. Mm. It starts from within your family. Where, because police and all of us live within families. We need to begin to advocate that violence can't be the answer to yeah. who we are. Yeah, 100%. Exactly. We cannot. We need to stop. We need to stop. And and just on that note, mm. we have we busy looking at partnering with an organization called Ziakona mm. who works with men. But what is interesting with what they are doing is they basically saying we're going to be talking to the perpetrators, but then we're going to be providing counseling. Beautiful. And exactly so that it is just, you understand what this means. Yeah. So they have a, 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 a number of therapists lined up to actually begin to work with that so yeah. that we begin to heal, you know. And I think as South Africans, we need to look at that. We yeah. need to cross the color line. It's just not about cohesion. It's not just about working together in terms of different races. It's about building the country. Yeah, and I think it's also so important because people always... Sorry, carry on, carry on. I'm being very rude. Sorry, sorry, lady. (laughs) Exactly, it's about what kind of country do we want to see in the next 20 years? You know, each one of us needs to begin to say, not in my name. Mm, 100%. But also what, what I loved about this collaboration that you've created is that we need to have more dialogues and men need to have those dialogues. You know, for, for, exactly. for the last 15 years, while I've been in the activism space, you always get the smart remark, well, you know, men are also being beaten up. Cool. You know, yes, let's talk exactly. about that. Let's acknowledge that. But you need mm-hmm. to have those dialogues. I, as a woman, cannot come into that situation and say, okay, you men need to be do this and this and this. Why are you beating up and so forth? 
I can give an, a, a point of view, and this is what, what power do from a woman's point of view, but also to take into to the reality is that the percentage of women woman abuse is much higher than that of men abuse, purely because it's also not being reported. You know, we need we need the stronger voice of the African man, and across the world, yes, but we're focusing on our continent at the moment. Exactly. You know? And you know what, Rosie? We, we needed people like uh, Peter Mbunda who remember when we, we, we said South African men are this and that and that. Yeah. And then he pulled out the ad and said nothing mind. And that ad got pulled down. Yeah. Right? yeah. But, but you know what? Instead of stopping and saying, okay, how do we change this? And how do we make this differently so that the men who are not abusing women can come out and say, not in my name. Yeah, yeah. Create those those proper dialogues. Yes, yeah. exactly. And and I, another topic that I wanted right. to look into, <laughs> another topic that I wanted to move into, and, and I think it's something that's really underrated and undermined, is um, the level of sexual harassment at the workplace. Have you seen any major reports that have been, that have come through the organization for that? You know, it has, but unfortunately, because we are, you, 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 and it's not because we shy away from that, but because we don't have the, 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 the we don't have the support, and also we don't have the staff to do that. Um, we have then referred it on to different organizations. But yes, it is. One of the things that has come out is that this young woman who is a receptionist um, got this job, and she then was told that uh, for her to get an increase, she would have to sleep with one of the directors. Wow. And she was like, but why do I, I do my job? You know? And mm. she says that she know that this person would come in and tell her how beautiful she looks. And she thought, okay, that's a nice compliment. But then it got to the point where there was touching, and, and she said she really didn't know how to deal with it. She can't walk away because she needs the job. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a problem. Is that, that financial hold. Job, exactly. She's doing the job for the second year where she is coming up for review. And so now she knows that this is not going to happen simply because she is not putting it out there. Mm. And you think you shouldn't. Your, your job, you, you should be able to work in your job without fear or favor. Yeah, yeah. So we then refer those kind of cases to Paranang, who is the legal arm of uh, in the women's sector. Right, yeah. But I think also, and, and I'm going to look at the, the actual, the different types of sexual harassment, and, and it's not necessarily somebody asking for a sexual favor. It's, it's and, and, and I've experienced it in the workplace in my career, where somebody will rub their genitals and you say, please, can you stop doing that because it's offensive to me, and they continue to do it. You know that that is also just another level of 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 absolutely, of mm. absolutely. Or where they wrap themselves against you, yeah, yeah. Or they, you know, um, they lean over and touch you in an in an appropriate way, yeah. You know, um, yeah, exactly. So it comes in different forms, and you know what? I think people just um just kind of ignore it, yeah, and just play it down. But it really, really, really can take away who you are because it makes you feel really. Yeah, one hundred percent. And and exactly. I think employers need to listen up to that, that that you know, that it isn't somebody overreacting, that if somebody is genuinely offended or feeling uncomfortable in the workplace, they're not gonna be able to perform perform their job properly. But number two is that why are you encouraging that that, that feeling of negativity from somebody else and, and giving that power to the other person? 
you know, because at the end of the day, when somebody is being abusive, whether it's sexual harassment or hurting you or raping, whatever, it's all about power for them. Yes, it is. It is. And it is, it's actually making, it is to me, your humanity. Yeah. It's taking away who you are. Yeah. And you really feel violated. Mm. And if you're feeling violated, you're not going to perform to the fullest. Yeah. And you know what? Um, sexual harassment also comes in, in different ways mm. and different forms. And, 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 and the perpetrators always have a good language. They make you feel like, you're the one yeah. that has a problem, yeah. and it's not them. Yeah, yes. that's that's and that's always. Yeah, most, sorry, most organisations do have policies. It's just that the people don't take that up. Yeah, especially in the workplace. South Africa is very good. Every workplace do have policies on that. Yeah, it's, you know what the government has for or yeah. a private sector to have those policies. Yeah, in the workplace. There, are, there is no workplace that don't have all of these problems. Yeah, so, so as women out in those workplaces, if 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 you feel that the, these things aren't adhered to, you have every right to speak up. And you know, I, I'm going to be honest: is that you will, people will try and undermine you or try and brush it under the carpet. And and that's why it's important for us to speak to you as from the professional point of view, from what from 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 uh, activism, from women, but also that people need to speak up about these issues. You know, um, just going on to 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 what power do, um, besides the counselling, what other services do 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 you offer? Well, we provide legal counselling, um, you do know, and then mm-hmm. we accompany women through court. But then also we do a lot of training, so that we do prevention work, so that this doesn't happen. Um, and and also we do a lot of prevention work within. Uh, uh, within the private sector. So, you know, private sector can call upon us and we will do training for their staff um, um, within, you know, within within companies. So we do do that kind of uh, services. But also we work in schools (laughs) right now so that we then look at the issue of bullying, the issue of violence in schools Mm -hmm. because our schools also have become a very violent yeah. Um, arena, you know, children are being bullied, the children are being killed, you know, so, so we have started working in schools also. We've just come out of a camp um, of the, 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 uh, the, the previous week. We yeah. had young people, and we're taking them through the process of what does it mean, but throughout, just not about bullying, you know, also just about your own hygiene. So the whole kind of social issues mm. and where we act and what kind of people um, we would like to see in South Africa. Excellent. And yes. um, we know NGOs are suffering in our country. If you had an amazing wish list besides the, the, the financial aspect, because I think it would be great if there would be a lot of a cash injection from a big corporate into what power does, what are the other resources that, that our corporates or, or private sector or government could, could assist with? You know what, Rosie? It would be so wonderful uh, if, if, if people could just give us donations, right? Mm. But more importantly, right now, what we do need for ourselves is that we need we need we need fridges, we need heaters, um, we also need blankets because it's been so cold. Yeah, yeah. So we need blankets for ourselves, and also we need furniture because you know what? Uh, <clears throat> we haven't. We don't have. Funders will fund us to buy furniture, yeah. you know, uh, and so we need those kind of things. A, 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 a huge 
Sasha Jackson would be wonderful. Yeah. You know, because we actually do love from hand to mouth, as yeah. you know. Yeah. We're trying to always try and get money. But also, more importantly, we're ready to also service corporates. Mm. Um, for the funding that they give us, you right. know. So, I, and you know that we just had a big fundraising with Avon. We partnered with Avon, mm. Mm. and we did a big fundraising in Soweto. We would like to see more corporate buying tables from us, yeah. so that we are not living from hand to mouth. But this was all NGOs. I mean, and also, you know, the international funders would say to us that they give the money to government. Mm. Mm. And government is supposed to channel that money through to us. And that's not happening. Yeah. I mean, government's process, in terms of once the money gets into um, uh, the coffers of that, it becomes a totally different whole game. Yeah. You know? yeah. So we would really like to see South African corporates um, doing that kind of thing. In fact, right now, we're trying to do a campaign with, uh, with uh, Harvest Worldwide mm. in terms of having... Uh, within the information, but again, the corporates are not buying into that because that's in your face kind of uh, advert, you yeah, know. Yeah. Uh, exactly. So we'd really, really like the 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 the, the corporate in terms of clothing to actually get into that campaign because it would be a powerful campaign. Absolutely, and we and yeah. we raising awareness and and creating the dialogue without even realizing it. Because it's just exactly. the subliminal advertising, Absolutely. as they call. Absolutely. Yes, exactly. Thank the retailers you. are not buying into that. If the one big retailer, like, you know, I mm. can't mention names, <laughs> can come into that campaign, yeah. we would be okay. Yeah, yeah. Sakina, thank you so much for your time. Um, we will okay. continue, as we say, a luta continue. The struggle will continue, but, but um, you know, I, I, I've always said this to you. I salute you in everything that you do, and thank you for your time. And um, for the listeners out there, I'll put up the details on our Facebook page and Twitter page about how you could help power. But um, thank you, Sakina, and have a beautiful morning. And you too, Rosie. Thank, thank you. you very much. Take care. Bye. Bye. That was the acting director for Power. Um, if you want a little bit more information, it's www.powa.co.za. Or, of course, go to my Twitter page, Princess RTM. Um, I'm also on Facebook under Rosie Mutene. Uh, going back to what Sakina said about what we need. Yes, cash injection would be great. Um, but also just think about it. Some of these women and children are taken out of their homes in the early hours of the morning, taken to a cold police station. Um, and then suddenly put into this cold room. So if you're a corporate that are revamping and you have beds, you have blankets, you have couches, you have all sorts of other things that could just make that, that, that new living experience a little bit more comfortable. Um, please contact me. We will find somebody to come and collect it. Um, I haven't spoken to Cliff Central yet, but I want to speak to them about what we can do for Women's Month and maybe do a drive um, where we can have donations put in. Um, I'm calling on corporates, the big ones. I'm going to say it, pick and pay, Woolworths, all of you. Uh, we have a serious issue in our country, and it's not a woman's issue. It's a global issue, and we need stronger voices from our males. We need support from our males and support from our women. Um, so, yeah, so let's, let's not brush this under the carpet because it is getting worse. Uh, another, another corporate who's doing great work is Havas and, and it will be retweeted from my page and they're doing this fantastic campaign to bring about awareness of, of what abuse is. So follow me on, 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 on Twitter, uh, Princess RTM. 
Um, and of course, I'm on Facebook under Rosie Mutene. I'm going to go to our WeChat line just quickly before before we take a quick break. And it's from Nathan. And says, Rosie, chilling conversation. Tell me, what's the common thread that all abusive men have? And tell me, what do you think of the notion, if he doesn't hit me, he doesn't love me? All right, to go to your first question, what's the common thread that, that abusive men have is that it's power. So the reason why that they need to to enforce some form of pain or intimidation on the next person is because they have a low self-esteem. Um, the, the, there's always been the last couple of years or the centuries, sorry, saying that, well, you know, men have done it because, um, well, it was their part of terror. They're, um, blaming all of these other different areas. All of those are just excuses. Um, a lot, which has happened, um, which I'm going to read you an article just now from, from a Kenyan newspaper. Um, the woman is blamed. Well, she shouldn't have been wearing that short dress. That's why she, otherwise she wouldn't have been raped. She shouldn't have been drunk. Otherwise she wouldn't have been raped. A person rapes somebody because he's a rapist. There's no question about that. Uh, and then going to your next question, uh, what do I think of the notion, if he doesn't hit me, he doesn't love me? We need to change that 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 ideology and that thinking. It goes back, it's very, very archaic of, of the 80s of that, well, the man is the head of the household. He needs to control you. You know, and as I mentioned to, to Sakina as well, that many people have said, well, it's the African way. It's not the African way. Nowhere have we been taught, nowhere have our ancestors left a trail to tell us that we're supposed to be hurting our mothers and our sisters. Um, you know, the mother is supposed to be the, 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 the nurturer, the looking after the home. Why are you trying to damage that? You know, unfortunately, growing up, they always used to say, well, it takes a village to raise a child. We can't do that anymore because we have uncles and brothers and fathers in that village who are raping and hurting our children. So we need to rethink those ideologies. We need to create dialogue spaces. And um, Nathan, you know, the, uh, besides for, for, for the different organizations that Sakina was talking about, there's, there's another amazing organization called the Ebukuseni Solution, which um, you can look at, look at them up online. Um, and I'll also re, retweet it on my Twitter page. But basically they sit down and they have dialogues with African men. African men are from across the board. So it doesn't matter what demographic you come from, which country you come from, where you've grown up, you know, with the diaspora and with, with the brain drain coming back to the continent, you have African men who've been brought up in a West culture and then suddenly have to re-climatize themselves. So it's time for all of us to be having those dialogues. People have been too scared to talk about certain issues. Now is the time. Okay, so we're going to take a quick break. After that, we're going to look at issues of sexual harassment. If you have any questions, you want to talk, want to tell me this is bad, tell me it's boring, tell me you like it, it's necessary, whatever. Um, yeah, we're going to go to a song, but our number is 0861-555-189. Um, and then, of course, the, the Twitter page, cliffcentral.com or princessrtm. Back on in a Unreal, uncensored, unradio. Cliffcentral.com. Welcome back to the show. My name is Rosie Mutena, a.k.a. the Afro-Yiddish Princess. And today we're talking about speaking up on abuse, on sexual harassment. Uh, before the break, I spoke to the acting director of Power, People Opposing Women Abuse, Ms. Uh, Sakina Mohammed. I'm going to go back to the lines again. Uh, Nathan... Uh, who sent us a message via WeChat was said, well, what about woman abuse in lesbian marriages and relationships? 100%. It is happening. 
Um, and the, the, the sad and the sick thing is that when these incidents are happening at the police stations, the level of discrimination and secondary victimization happens is that happens is absolutely appalling. So I'm going to talk about that first. Uh, there have been incidents reported. Um, I've worked very closely with, uh, with FEW, which is another organization which helps women from, from, um, in the lesbian, a gay, bisexual and transgendered community where if a rape has occurred or an abusive situation has occurred and they've walked in and the policeman has turned around or policewoman has turned around and said, but you look like a man who would want to rape you. Um, so, yes, these things are very, very – it's a reality. And if you just look at the news, the level of, of, of hate crimes that have escalated. And when I say escalated, I mean known escalation because they've been happening for years, but nobody spoke about it. We couldn't get newspapers to print about it because it wasn't read newsworthy as we were told. But now more and more people are speaking out, out about it. Um, it is there. And I'm not going to denounce that, Nathan. Thank you for bringing that up because it is a problem as well. But the problem, the underlying problem is abuse, you know, and, and I was speaking to my writer man here, Duncan, just in the break and we're saying, well, is it ever going to end? And, you know, as much as South Africa has come, come to its, to its point with in terms of apartheid and we got through it, we can get over this major obstacle. Yes, they are racists, but people are speaking out about it. So we need to to own up to the fact that what is happening is a reality and it's the truth. Thank you for your comment, Nathan. And um, before I end off, I want to talk about about sexual harassment and and just give you a couple of definitions um, and what we can do in terms of of helping or getting somebody out of that situation. I was hoping to get somebody from from either CCMA or, or legal centre, but everyone is very very busy doing their important work. So. We'll definitely pick up this conversation another time with actual experts in the studio talking about what our rights are on a legal matter, what our rights are in terms of employees, what we can, what we're allowed to accept and what we don't have to accept. So the definition of sexual harassment, harassment in a workplace or any other professional or social situation involving involving the making of unwanted sexual advances or obscene remarks. Sexual harassment is in any unwanted attention of sexual uh, sexual nature that takes place in the workplace. This is any kind of sexual behavior that makes you feel uncomfortable. So this includes touching, unwelcome sexual jokes, unwanted questions about your sex life, whistling, rude gestures. When I mean by rude gestures, deliberately rubbing your genitals, request for sex, um, staring at your body in an offensive way. We live in a democracy, so of course we have a Labor Relations Act. And this is the main act that deals with the sexual har- harassment at the workplace. It has a code of good practice on sexual harassment that sets out the best ways to deal with complaints about sexual harassment. So our labor rights, sexual harassment in, in the labor rights uh, constitution, it says that sexual harassment is an unfair labor practice. And if it happens, if it does happen, you have every right to ask your employer to deal with it. You have the right to work in a place free from any form of harassment whatsoever. You have the right to be treated with dignity and respect, whether you're at work, whether you walk into the supermarket or whether you're walking down the street. And of course, more importantly, when you're in your home, you have the right to be treated equally and not to be discriminated against because of your race, gender or HIV status. 
to, to report sexual harassment without fear of victimization, that means in, without ill treatment, without being marginalized in the, in, in the, in the workplace. And you have the right to have your complaint treated seriously and confidentially. So when you in the workplace and it does happen, there are a number of ways of, of actually dealing with it. Informal action or formal action. And of course, mediation is always just the best way before you move forward. You want to give the person the benefit of the doubt. Maybe they didn't know. At least if they don't know, if they know now, they're not supposed to do it the next time. Let them know that you're not a walkover. And just because you, uh, other people aren't speaking up about it doesn't necessarily mean that they're comfortable with the situation. Some people don't realize that they have that inner voice. So informal action. You can talk to the abuser and ask him to stop the, the abusive behavior or the behavior that's making you uncomfortable. If you feel uncomfortable about being alone with him, you could always ask somebody to step in, a mediator, a friend or so forth. So forth. Write to the abuser. Let them know what their, their, their behavior makes you uncomfortable. Ask them to stop. In your letter, write down the things that that, that person actually does. So they can't turn around and say, well, I didn't realize you didn't mean that. So if somebody's constantly rubbing, rubbing their, 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 their crotch or their genitals up against you, say, well, I don't like it when you lean over and you do that. Keep a copy of that letter. Send a letter by registered mail so that you have proof that you sent the letter. And then the other thing is also ask someone to speak to the abuser, whether your employer or so forth. Going with the formal decision. Where a formal decision has been chosen by the aggrieved, a formal procedure for, resol- for resolving the grievances should be available and should specify to whom the employer should lodge the grievance, make reference to the time frames which allow the grievance to be dealt with expeditiously, provide, provide that if the case is not resolved satisfactory, the issue can be dealt with in terms of dispute procedures contained in item 77 of this code. So I'm not going to get into item 77. We're going to rather wait for, 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 um, uh, a professional to come in, but the reason why I needed to 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 read out those those different um, pointers is that in many cases people say, "Yeah, well, it was just a joke. Um, I didn't mean to offend you. You're so oh, you're overreacting. You're oversensitive." Everybody is different, and the beauty beauty of us living in a democracy is that what you find as funny or as a joke, I might find as crass. And we need to come to a common grounding, especially if somebody has said to you, please don't do that again. And more importantly, we need to educate our younger children. We need to educate our girls. We need to educate our boys on what gender equality is. We have a huge, huge void in um, a problem in our country. In, in fact, it's a global problem of bullying. And why is it escalated to this level? In most communities where there's the rise of the girl child and the emancipation of women, which is incredibly important and it's necessary, but it's left a void for these young boys. These young boys don't have a father or an uncle. They're raised by single mothers, so they don't have somebody who they can turn to for advice or being a mentor. And often in conversations that we've had with these young boys, it's like, well, why did you feel the need to hit her? He's like, well, because that's the only way I'm stronger than her. We need to have this dialogue with young boys saying that, yes, you have a place in society wherever you want to be, but right next to or equal to another individual. That you can be and do whatever you want, but not at the expense of somebody else's pain or or discomfort or hurt. 
So these are the conversations, and as much as it's very, very difficult for men to be having it at a, at a later stage, we do need to have those conversations, but bring it in at an earlier age. Gender equality in the beginning, we need to, to, to bring back the essence of, of, of loving one another um, and talking about the issues. Dialogue. Dialogue is absolutely key. We're going to take a quick break before we wrap up the show. Um, and of course, if you want to have any more comments, please, uh, find us on WeChat or on Twitter, cliffcentral.com or Princess RTM. And of course, I'm on Facebook under Rosie Modene. This is cliffcentral.com. Thank you so much for listening. I can't believe that the time is over. Duncan, my writer man, he's really, really, he's quite, he's quite dishy, ladies. I just need to tell you that. Um, and very, very competent in what he does. Uh, just another shout out that I got uh, from Kaya. It has to be Rosie. Yes, baby. You know, when it's about these issues, I'm the one who's raising the flag, baby, along with other, other powerful women out there. But thank you so much for listening. If you need any other advice or you want to give comments, please, by all means, uh, power handle is power, P-O-W-A underscore Z-A. Of course, my Twitter handle is pr- Princess RTM. I'm on Facebook under Rosie Mutena and, of course, Instagram under Rosie Mutena. If you know of a situation and you actually just want to talk about it, pop me on my, my work email address, info at wakaagency.biz. Um, if you, wherever you are in the country, you know, um, Powell will be affiliated to a lot of other organizations, so we're out there to, to help you. But we need to continue this dialogue. This nonsense cannot be continuing. Um Abuse is abuse in any form. Um, so, yes, next time I will speak on something that is a little bit lighthearted. But uh, for me, important issues are are need to be out there and we need to discuss that. Next up, we have the new hot and tantalizing judge from Idols. I have to tell you, I watched it on Sunday and I fell off the couch. So, Meze, you are a legend, my baby. Um, not only are you talented, you've made us proud just as a nation with your choreography, with your singing, with who you are, with, with being open about your sexuality, which I think is very, very important. Um, but you've just added this other zing. Um, so, yeah, that's it for me. See you next time. My name is Rosie Mathena, a.k.a. the Afro-Yiddish Princess. This is CliffCentral.com.